in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Moon Tea Podcast. Today, we have Ben Goldberg. Mm-hmm. And What's up? Yeah, uh, I mean, just really quick off the bat, like, seems like Ben is doing a lot of really cool things in life. Um, he runs an app called Rank Pick. He's a friend of Diana's, so inst- instantly, uh, instantly a cool person. Uh, interested in traveling, is from Michigan. Um, yeah. Hey, Ben. Hey. I uh, definitely put knowing Dana at the top of that cool things list. <laughs> awesome. Great episode previously. Yeah. Uh, do you mind just uh, introducing yourself and yeah, you can go from there. Sure. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm a software engineer right now. I work at a company called SailDrone. Um, I'm friends with Diana, who was on last week's podcast. I, uh, my own time, work on an app called RankPick, um, which I built and designed from the ground up. Uh, and it is for uh, ranking your own photos so you can have know which photo is best to put on a dating site um, so you would you know upload something like one to f- two to four photos something like that and then uh other people will crowdsource their opinions and let you know which of the two to four photos is the best one um beyond that as you said uh, i love traveling um i have done a couple uh, three four month long solo trips in my life um big big impact on me there I've also had a bit of a hopping around in my career. Um, I've been in about four or five different industries, depending on how you count them. Uh, enjoyed the heck out of all of them. Um, have a uh, decent amount to say about that. And uh, yeah, that's me. That's so cool. I love that. And um, I'm actually so, so excited. So a quick little backstory. Diana completed her episode last time and we're like, is it, uh, we need, we're looking for some new people, if anything. And she's like, oh, I have some really cool people. Let me ask. And then Ben was reached out to and he's just like, yeah, I'm down. And so now we're here. And so just for anyone who might be like a new listener, just kind of interested, like, what is this even about? This is a podcast called the Moon Tea Podcast, where we talk about craft, community, building meaningful careers. And right now, Ben seems like the perfect person to have on this episode. And something that I feel like a lot of our listeners like to kind of enjoy first is to learn a bit more on the craft side, things what people are building on a like a personal, like, huzzah, you know, what you're gung-ho about, your passion projects. And then if we wanted to maybe talk more about like community, exploration, how you even made it to where you got to, and or the paths and journeys and experiences abroad and then maybe wrapping it all up into whatever else we decided to tangent into. How does that sound? Yeah, it's great. I love, uh, love the idea of the podcast and Diana reached out. It's just such a cool idea. I mean, and being on a podcast, I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> well, to our 11 to 12 listeners now, and the question that <laughs> didn't tell me there would be 10 11 listeners dude we're pretty viral right it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> um but so to start i'm kind of curious of what is the back how did you end up creating this rank pick project like what was your journey to even become a person i'm guessing you're a full stack developer that designed and developed the app curious about what the tech stack might be because we're a bit nerdy here too on this podcast but also 
what was the journey of you? Did you self-teach yourself? How did you even get into deving? Yeah, uh, great question. So I'll start from the top. Uh, I've been a software engineer for about three and a half, four years now. Um, I originally uh, did a boot camp, um, primarily focused on JavaScript. Um, and then kind of uh, career-wise, I, I went and I got a regular job doing a, a web app. And now I work uh, at more of a cool job uh, doing autom autonomous uh, drone engineering. Um, and then through both those jobs, I've been building uh, side projects. Uh, so I've built a couple different side projects. Uh, really, I went into software engineering because I had all these side project ideas percolating in my head. And I was like, someone needs to build this. And then I was like, let me hire someone to build this. And then I was like, they cost like $300,000 a year. Can't do that at all. Uh, so I guess I'll go learn it and build it myself. Um, now, the first two of those side projects did not pan out at all. Uh, I thought they were cool, but they just didn't pan out. Um, the They did, however, get uploaded to the app stores. And despite being totally not usable in their current state, they needed uh, like business partner buy-in for them to actually work. Um, they got like hundreds of downloads. And I was like, that's crazy. There's a hundred downloads by people that can't actually use these apps just because they were searching for similar keywords and thought this app looked pretty and downloaded it, but then literally couldn't do anything. You needed to scan like a business's QR code and no businesses were on the app. Um, so then I was like, you know what? Like, I just want to build something that uh, users will use that was useful to me that like I can get out there and without anyone else's buy-in like we'll just make people happy and will be useful um, so uh, you know I guess to continue on here I, I have had the unfortunate experience of dating in New York City uh, and it is it is tough for you know, I don't know if, if y'all two have have been through the app uh, online dating gauntlet here um <laughs> just dating scene in general especially with the like tech mobile dating scene it's a it's another realm especially all the different dating apps out there too i feel you I feel you yeah a uh, lot going on um so you know with with that uh and the advent of kind of your um online profile becoming kind of the main way people first engage with you as as a human oftentimes especially in the dating world um i wasn't having a lot of success so i um turned to a, a website um and you know friends to kind of help me figure out what my best photos are to curate my best photos you know going on reddit uh, asking people like hey which of these two photos is better from you know um, and then I, after doing that, I realized like, Hey, there's a big market for this. There's a lot of people that want this. Um, there's a lot of people that, you know, want to improve themselves and their online presence, but, I don't have a, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, friends of the opposite sex that will, or friends who are attracted to them or attracted to their gender that will let them kind of know if these photos are good for them or friends at all, you know, that they don't feel, uh, feel comfortable asking and aren't embarrassed to ask to improve, improve their online presence. 
Um, so I created this app called RankPick. Um, and, you know, the basis, as I said in the beginning, you upload a couple photos uh, and then that creates a test and other people on the app are going to look through these photos you uploaded and they're going to rank the photos, you know, from best to worst. And then you see what in the aggregate after maybe 20 other people ranked your photos, which photo is the best. Um, you get to choose who, uh, what types of people are ranking your photos. You know, you can choose uh, people attracted to men, people attracted to women. You can choose, um, let's say you don't want people, uh, your coworkers or your friends to see that you're on this app. You know, you want to be private. So you can say people outside of New York State or people outside of the U.S. entirely. Like they can't vote on my photos. Um, you can choose people born, you know, like 18 to 35 year olds can vote on or rank my photos, um, etc. And then um, most importantly, it, it doesn't give you your photo uh, absolute value ranking like one to 10. Uh, it gives your photos relative rankings relative to your other photos. So, you know, there exist sites that give your photos like a hot or not, like zero to 10 type ranking. I didn't want that. Uh, I had uploaded my photos to sites like that. And, you know, like you're a four. Like, oh, great. Like, I can't wait to put this photo on a dating site now. It's my best photo. All the rest were threes. But but a four doesn't feel good and doesn't fill me with confidence on first date. So, you know, people are scared to use these types of things. And so mine is is like, you know, this photo performed 80% better than like your other two photos. This is this is your best foot forward. Um, so so yeah, that yeah, Ben, I just uh, um, just uh, taking taking everything in. I also went to a coding bootcamp like five years ago. And I uh, just want to say you're, you're kind of like, you're kind of like, the best case scenario of someone hoping to go to a coding bootcamp uh, because, because yeah, you, you get the job out of it, but then you also have the tools to, to like look at different problems and then be like, oh, I can build something that addresses this. So like props to you for, for uh, following through with that. Like Hugh and I have also had side projects and the one, the one that stuck around is this podcast. Um, <laughs> It's amazing. Just taking any project and sticking with it is like tough. And y'all have been doing this for well over a year now. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun, and uh, we get to connect with people like you. So, super rewarding. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm actually kind of curious. It seems like if you're able to filter by age and region and all of that, then you actually have uh, like a like a meaningful user base. Um, I'm curious uh, what you're trying to build this out to. Like, is this is this like a like a fun side project that uh, where you pay for the Apple uh, like developer account and then it's kind of like like a goodwill thing? Or are you trying to are you trying to uh, like be able to buy like like beer money from it? Um, is it like yeah, like how are you thinking about where you want to take this? Um, so my thinking on that has evolved. I started off with uh, just, you know, get a single user. Like I just want one random user that I don't know 
to use my app, something that I've built. And that, that was the only goal that was, I spent over eight months building an application with that being the single North star goal. Um, and I, I mean, you, you have listeners on this podcast that I'm sure that feels amazing. It's as, it was the same for me. Um, and I, I accidentally got my first users. Actually, I, I had pushed my app to the app store and I was still doing testing and I had told no one about it and I didn't do any advertising and nothing. And I'm just like, you know, going through photos, like testing random flower pictures that I uploaded and ranking them. And, and then like, I, I just see some random dudes pictures on there and I'm like, what is happening here? How someone hacked my, and, and you know, I looked through the logs and it turns out just some random person downloaded and it was like, I need these photos ranked. Um, and you know, that was, this kind of the start. So since then I've, I've just been focused on creating kind of the best user experience. I don't know where it will go. Like I, I don't make any money off of it right now. I, would really need a much heavier volume of users to to make real money on it. I'm in fact mostly losing money on hosting and everything. Um, but yeah, Im images are not uh, free to host. No, <laughs> but I'm getting a lot out of it personally. So that's that's just been a great feeling. Um, uh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. I know. I'm just uh, I'm just happy to see someone like have a side project that has users and uh, like props to you for, for doing all that. Like Hugh, Hugh and I had had an idea of doing a, uh, like a budgeting app and we just, we just like could not figure out some, some things. It was like, he was good with design. I was good with uh, making like a, like a UI. And then there was a point where we were like, oh, we need to do a little bit of server side work. And then we just, we just both kind of struggled so i'm sure you had a lot of those instances where you're like oh i need to figure out how to do this like i've never seen it before okay yes and my biggest advice for that is just to sleep on it like um i you know it, you got to show up every day but there were there were like I would say over a dozen times uh, over the eight, nine, ten months. I mean, now over a year that I've been developing this app, where I thought I reached something that was just fundamentally going to uh, screw up, like and and just be a showstopper for the app. And you, you go to bed, go on a walk, give it a week, talk to some other people, and something like not a big problem at all it's solved. I love that. That's amazing. I, I think it's so cool that you're so you're you're the full stack dev, right? And 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 UI, yeah, nice, nice, nice. I'm kind of curious, just from a, a bit of a a nerdy point of view, what's the tech stack? Is it in React Native or? Yeah, entirely React Native. Um, nice. There's some Firebase uh, kind of Lambda functions in there. Mm. Um, there's SQL and non-SQL databases um attached to it for various purposes uh, uh, so you're supporting android and ios yeah i oh, i've wow. looked at the ios and android stores the app the ios store has over 50 reviews amazing ratings and the io uh, android store has like 15 20 reviews and it's amazing ratings so hey if you haven't 
take a look <laughs> rank pick let's go we'll link it in the link below let's That's go awesome. go <laughs> so yeah but so it's like you're doing serverless types of databases which is pretty cool is there a reason you kind of decided to go I have a I have a friend who I mentioned that you a gentleman who started and is founding and creating his own mobile app is coming on that I work with and is a really good friend of mine and we're both pretty nerdy there and his question that he wanted to ask you was was there a decision or rationale on why you chose to go native platform mobile platforms first rather than web platforms uh, so as I said, there's, there's kind of like existing website that does this hot or not zero to 10 ranking for your photos. Um, it doesn't have an app. So one of the big differentiators, uh, for mine, besides making you feel good about yourself. And I think, which is the right way to go for people's mental health is also, um, having a, a supported app first kind of development, which is where you store your photos, how, um, easiest thing to do you know you're on tinder you're on hinge you're on bumble on your phone that's where you have all your application photos um i, yeah. I just imagine i just imagine ben with like the most amazing like hinge profile <laughs> like, just amazing photos <laughs> towards the end it, it did get pretty good i would say i would say i met my current girlfriend uh from there and she's Aww. pretty, pretty hey. That's so cute. Oh, Shira. Oh, yeah. this is too cute. You ha you have a thirteenth listener, just by the way. Oh my goodness. <laughs> What's up, Shira? <laughs> what up? What up? <laughs> Dude, there uh, we go. So happy for you. Like I, I just yeah. like you. I'm I'm sure we we both feel the same way. It's like, it's like, here's a guy who, who's who like saw a problem. Like spent eight months working on this on a solution for it and then and then it's it's fruitful like i mean ben you see you also seem like a just like a really great guy so i'm i'm sure i'm sure it would have worked out for you without it but like you have this cool story behind it you get to you get to be on the podcast and talk about it as well so yeah i, I actually Two interesting things um, kind of happened recently regarding this is, is one, I have a competitor um, whose app name I won't mention, but they're worse. Um, and they uh, they reached out and they wanted to join forces, uh, which I thought was fun uh, and interesting. Um, I was Whoa. like, heck no. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool. It is, it is a little bit of an ego boost though, right? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't ask them to join forces. They, they came to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we, we feel that we feel the same way when we get like a, like once in a while we'll, we'll get like a really spammy, like promotional thing. It'll be like, Oh, we'll pay you to promote this thing. And like the email is just badly written. And then I'll, oh. I'll forward it to you and be like, dude, check this out. Like, it's so cool. <laughs> so, so basically what, what John's saying is you're at the next level where real people are reaching out with quality stuff. We're getting there. <laughs> it all counts. It's all an amazing feeling. Someone cares about what you've built. Someone <laughs> care about stealing Even our money. We're losing money. We're losing time. It just feels good. Hey, we oh, got to We got to celebrate all the little wins. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh man. Um, That's so cool. Hmm. Cool. Um 
And then the second interesting thing that happened recently is uh, a French newspaper uh, reached out to write an article about it. I don't know French. I don't know, like, I, I might know two people who speak French. Um, so that was, that was interesting. It was just like, nice to have like, random people in random places <laughs> about you. Oh my God, it begins. Yeah. yeah. Do you have um, a large audience in France? Uh, I do have like a big European user base. Um, it's it's about split like Europe, US, but I'm constantly like, you know, every once in a while I'll be on the app looking, looking through some photos and I'll be like, wow, I want to visit that place. I want to visit that place. I want to visit that place. Um, the US, US pictures are less interesting. Yeah. So, oh, that's yeah, where that suburb. Oh. <laughs> they all they all kind of look the same like yeah, yeah. architecturally yeah. we can only get so far in 350 years right <laughs> 250 excuse me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um it's actually it's actually really wild uh what what photos people will upload um like just the just the quality level difference like someone will mm -hmm. upload a photo of them smiling and beautiful lighting like at the grand canyon like looking fantastic and then another photo of themselves like mirror selfie and like but with like an angle where you can see their their you know jawline la la. like which one's better i genuinely don't know my jaw looks good in this one <laughs> everything else is amazing in this other one you know i look like a fantastic person to hang out with like rank pick please help and you know that's it's been so interesting just to see like what what people focus on when they look at their own photos versus how other people kind of looking at their photos what they see and i imagine that's a large part of what the uh filtering is helping out with because yeah depending on who's on the other side, like the, the decision's gonna look really different. So that is, that is super cool. Exactly, oh. yeah. Do you uh, have any I'm, like, oh, go for it, sorry, John. Oh, go for it, Hugh. No, 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 no please, after <laughs> I, you, sir. I, 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 was gonna, I was gonna change the topic to traveling, but if you have something on the, uh, on the dev and like rank pick. Well, I just had the topic. final question then as a, do you have any like testimonials or any success stories other than yourself that might engage any listeners kind of? I think my best testimonial is just how many repeat users I, I get. Like uh, every, not every, most users that use the app, I'll, I'll see them coming back a month later, three months later, they'll get new photos add them in kind of mix them up with existing uh, and, and you know even just seeing users that use it a lot within one week to set up their initial dating profile you, you can really see uh, just how much better their photos get over that week like they're uploading they're uploading their their side jaw selfies at the beginning of the week and at the end of the week they have beautiful lighting smiles uh looking at the camera you can you really just want to be their friend uh it's it's just really nice and feels good uh to be helping people i love that if anybody is tuning in on a streaming platform that's not youtube with video just know that ben when he just said that lit up 
Like you can see <laughs> the, the amount of care and passion he cares. He cares about this project. So that's actually a really good sign. If not, we would have booted you out right now. Would have been done. <laughs> Benito. No, I'm just kidding. It's oh, no. awesome. You're awesome. Cool. <laughs> Community. Wait, uh, ben, um, I was going to go on the travel topic, but Ben, did you mention that you work on automated drones? Is that what you said earlier? I, I do. Um, I just actually finished a presentation for my job at right right at the beginning of this podcast uh, where I was demoing our, some new software. Um, but I work for a company called SailDrone. Uh, we make autonomous surface area vehicles. We're the only company in the world that does it pretty much. Um, we, we build these drones fully integrated. Uh, they can sail for, you know, over a year uh, without needing to dock. They run on completely renewable energy, uh, just wind power. Um, they have, uh, you know, over 20 different sensors in their sensor suite, um, in their regular sensor suite, but depending on the mission we send them on, they could have many more. Um, and they do things like study climate change, uh, tracks uh, illegals, fishing and smuggling, um, you know, patrolling borders for uh, just, you know, even the US Navy, um, we do tracking uh, uh, like whales and fisheries. Uh, there's just a whole bunch of cool, cool stuff that these boats do. Um, and I, I'm definitely very junior on this team uh, and uh, just loving all the learning and uh, being able to contribute to something. What side of the, uh, yeah, what side of the software are you working on? Um, so I'm mostly working on, uh, data stuff right now. So kind of a big data pipeline. We, we have a fleet of over a hundred drones and that's going to grow to, you know, over 2000, uh, pretty soon. And they collect a lot of data and we have to get all that data, parse it, turn it into actionable items, depending on our customer. So I work on a maritime domain awareness team, uh, and we, try to figure out what ships are around us for, you know, the smuggling or Navy applications, et cetera. Um, and so we need to take data from all the drones and they can use their different sensors like radar, uh, um, radio frequencies, uh, visual and other sensors that I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say, uh, <laughs> and take, and, you know, we create, uh, uh, image of other ships so that we can figure out what's uh, going on in the waters uh, automatically and, and kind of the big selling point that to run uh, manned science vessels or manned vessels for the Navy to do the same type of work can easily be over 50 grand a day when you factor in the people and the size of the boat needing to accommodate these people uh, versus our ships, which are, you know, six, 7,000 uh, a day to run um run on renewable energy so no climate emissions and can go for years at a time that is amazing <laughs> that just sounds so cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i feel really lucky to be able to work on it yeah huh. cool well we uh we only have so much time i'm also curious about uh your you're traveling, like you mentioned that you, uh, you've spent like, like you've, you've gone on like multiple, several month long solo trips. Um, yeah. Do you mind, do you mind just, uh, sharing about that? 
Yeah, uh, I absolutely love talking about myself. <laughs> uh, so I, I did I did kind of my first big solo trip um, to South America when I was 22. Um, and it, it wasn't always like uh, a solo trip for the full duration. Um, I, I grew up in Israel, actually, and so I have a lot of friends in Israel. And in Israel, it's very common after you do the army service to go traveling. Uh, and that matched up with uh, me right after college. And so all of us together kind of went in a big group of about six people or something starting at the very southernmost tip of South America. And then uh, worked our way up Patagonia, cut over to Buenos Aires, and then went up to Bolivia and Peru. Um, and then kind of right in the middle there after Buenos Aires, I uh, split off from my group and traveled solo and really learned a lot about myself. Um, forget which philosopher says it, but uh, if you really want to know who you are and what other people think of you, walk, you know, a thousand miles until you don't know anyone. And and when you're, you're really just left to you and your personality with no network and uh, in places where the customs aren't familiar to you and you, you really figure out on if people like you if you like being around other people like what you actually like doing I don't so this is... I'm, I'm guessing you speak some spanish i do i'm losing more and more of it every day but i uh i while i was there i was speaking primarily spanish that's so cool oh my goodness yeah, I would highly recommend to everyone, um, you know, do do trips. I've done a solo trip or a group trip uh, between every one of my kind of career changes. And every time I get back, I know so much more about myself. Um, my career improves drastically. Uh, you, you get so much kind of thinking done and clarity about yourself that is, is hard to get when you're in the real thick of things. Um, I think a lot of people kind of got that same sort of break with COVID uh, and you saw like this kind of mass resignation and people moving into different industries and really uh, trying to improve themselves after this type of thing. And solo travel provided the same benefits to me. Are you, uh, oh, you're, you're not from New York, you're from Michigan. So did you move to New York City during, during COVID? Uh, I moved to New York City in 2017, like early 2017. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, so actually, I, I was in South America, and I was I went to school in Austin, Texas, and then I uh, got a job, and then a couple months into that job, I took a sabbatical. It's crazy uh, to go to South America <laughs> um, for four months, and then in the middle of South America, I got notified that my job wasn't actually going to wait for me to come back, and they filled my position. And so then I started looking for a new job while in South America. <laughs> after like freaking out, you, you don't have a real freak out until you're like in the middle of a desert in Bolivia with like no Wi-Fi to speak of, uh, get an email saying you're fired, have like $1,500 in the bank and another, I don't know, month and a half to go in your South America trip and realize the job you'd build your hopes and dreams on working at is doesn't want you. And you're like, you know, 
freaking out scrolling on indeed that like barely loads and like what can you do with you know no experience woof what a time and and look at you now working on drones yeah and so so anyway and then i hiked yeah. much you found uh someone that recommended me to a job in new york uh solar energy renewable energy and got back my boss offered me my old job back turned it down went to new york everything turned out just peachy what were you doing in solar uh so i was a, started off as a designer then i did uh, electrical engineering um, project management and eventually i was just uh doing the operations management for the company um i just kept having bosses leave uh it's like it's, uh, very very interesting time uh to be in solar it was, it was during one of solar's kind of industry down cycles um so uh very wow. busy but also very uh nerve-wracking for everyone involved and then did you go to coding boot camp after that yeah um and then kind of i i took a look around realized i was 24 25 and kind of i uh, i was doing i was the one that was teaching everyone um and kind of uh, running the show and i was too young in my opinion to be doing that i wanted to be in a room where everyone was teaching me and i was still learning um so i went you know i was in a mood to go back to school did the boot camp as uh, so it sounds like both of y'all did as well or uh john john did a boot camp which is awesome i took a 20 dollar udemy course for design or dubbing for react native and then the front door from there amazing yeah and i tried for years and could not learn programming on my own like yeah like i i yeah. didn't work that's that's amazing that you did that yeah hugh hugh uh the story behind that is hugh is learning on his own and then a recruiter reached out to him and then he just got the first job like it, it, it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound possible, but, uh, but that's the most amazing thing we've heard on the show. <laughs> Me being Diana's friend, Hugh learning programming on his own. That's crazy. Yeah. And then getting, getting the first job that, that he, uh, interviewed for with a kind of like without explicitly looking and as, as someone who looked for, for, uh, many months for my, my first job, that's, uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy for you. <laughs> I am too. I was in the same boat, John. Yeah, but it's all good. We good now. And uh he was he's doing uh design now, so he's kinda like you know, he can do iOS development, he can do he can do wow. UX, he can do products, like yeah, if you uh you know want to join me at my app and also lose money and time, um, I'm I'm hiring. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> well, let's 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 brainstorm. Let's let's go. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> oh man. Well, I I definitely think that you could maybe add like a hire a photographers feature and then locally connect to locals because and you on episode fifty four is an amazing photographer. Mm and she would is one of the many photographers out there that would be top notch to be helping people that you love and support with your app just saying just saying interesting 
I, I have not thought of that angle before. It's a great idea. Yeah, that's cool. All right, well, you know, in the nine months it would take me to code that feature, uh, I'll, I'll let you know if that happens. You check cool, that. It's okay. I'll I take 0.01% interchange fee of everything that you ever do. This is for the idea. Absolutely. I need that. Uh, yeah. I, I'm giving, I'm giving away percentages like hotcakes. Uh, no, no, no. I'm asking for less than a percent, bro. Less than a percent. No, no I, I want to give more. So you share more <laughs> financial burden. And yeah, dude, dude I bet like your cloud in there, your photo repo costs are so high, but yeah, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of photos <laughs> and a lot of like retrieving all those photos to show people constantly oh, gosh, bandwidth yeah. costs are, are big. Um, I'm, I'm not currently like monetizing, but at some point when I get enough users, uh, like it's just going to be a necessity to do that. Mm. Are you using Expo? Random, random queue. I yeah. am. Uh, right, I'm going to a shout out to Expo for Dude. using React Native. I, that is... Evan Bacon is king. That <laughs> is the most amazing like output of a software team I've, I've ever seen. That person is like almost single-handedly carrying React Native into Dude. the the winning slot like expo is 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 the future except the fact that they gave up on the native integrations to the native wallet features but that's okay that's fair i'll, I'll forgive you guys but <laughs> yeah and their pace of like feature development they're just making everything like out of the box work uh, streamline just like one click buttons you don't even have to do like react upgrades to the th it's all so simple and streamlined it's so simple can uh can either of you uh uh talk about what expo is and for hours john for hours um but real quick uh expo react native is a javascript library that uh works compiles down to both ios and android apps so you can write something in react native and uh, use it on both those app stores uh, expo is a layer on top of react native that basically makes React Native development easy. Um, it does things like setting up your initial project for you, gives you like guardrails for what you're doing. Um, but then as you get more complicated with it, it also allows you to take down these guardrails um, and really do anything you would normally do just with a whole slew of extra features um, such as uh, hot load refresh development developing uh like on your phone by just you know you you compile some code and then you take your phone and you uh like scan the qr code and the app appears on your phone and i uh, you know has a crap ton of very tailored libraries that all just work um and so uh I don't, I don't even know where else to like there's cool. yeah you kind of it's kind of like the the swift ui of react native but the swift ui for ios um but for react native yeah i don't know about swift ui to be honest in detail of how it works i, I know like you know the ios and platform has the gui the WYSIWYG, the uh, drag and drop code builder tool which is not something that Expo exactly does. Something that it does is it kind of provides these abstracted high-level tool sets that would take a really long time to implement. 
if you were doing it React with React Native, I mean, and or natively on iOS or Android, one of the biggest one being OTAs or over the air updates or connecting native packages that you would have to go into the iOS pod files or the Android Gradle files and to go into the custom Gradle packages and customize all of those integrations to connect to React Native. Expo basically creates all of that pipeline and out of the box, you press a button and it already has their own backend server that you're pushing your code up to. That's an abstraction on top of everything else that is their own OTA. So then you don't even have to go through the app store for iOS sometimes because that is just such a massive yeah, you can just suck. on your terminal, just like press enter a bunch of times and deploy your app in like minutes, build and deploy your app to the app store in like minutes. It's crazy. We should tweet this at Evan Bacon. Afterwards. Dude, after this, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think this has to happen. It's just, yeah. just thanks again, man. I, thanks again. Expo team, not just that. Yeah, it's yeah. Ben was saying Software the whole team. team. Everyone, everyone in that whole community is fantastic. I love them. You're you're helping build people towards love, Expo team. You're helping build love <laughs> of the future. Because of, of, of Ben's pod, uh, app rank pick, cuff cuff. This, this podcast brought to you by Expo. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely did not get payment from uh, <clears throat> Evan Bacon. Um, before, uh, this I love you, Evan. <laughs> so Evan for content, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man the, the the craziest cool th fact about that gentleman that i know of is that he's like an expert or master level lego builder and i saw that if you Crazy. look up the stuff he's made with legos it's unbelievable and you're it's like no wonder this gentleman loves building and piecing together these puzzles that are lego pieces in the code world just makes also sense. like 23 like yeah, it's he's a savant yeah, it's just depressing when you, you know. <laughs> Don't look at yourself in the mirror after looking at that. <laughs> yeah. uh, the cool guy. Y'all should see if he would go on your podcast. <laughs> I, I'd have too much stage fright, man. <laughs> <laughs> We've, uh, I'm, I'm trying to do this thing where I, where, you know, we, we all have people who like, whose work we admire. So for you guys, there's Evan Bacon and, and I'm just like trying to get in the habit of, of like emailing people and being like, hey, like really, really straightforward message. Hey, uh, if you're interested, you can come on. This is what it's about. And like, this is the lowdown. Dude, I've been, uh, I've been uh, reading into like Vancouver local city politics, just like a weird thing that I've been getting into. And I've been reading this guy's blog who's running for city council. Um, this is a total tangent, but uh, I, I was just like, I was just like, I love, I love um, his stance. Um, his stance is basically like, we need to build a bunch of housing. Um, and yeah, earlier this week, I emailed him and I, I, I wrote like a very thoughtful and like very brief email. Dude, he responded like an hour ago. I was, I was shocked. Amazing. Is that not just the best feeling? Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's amazing. And like I've read I've read uh, a lot of his like blog posts and so there's like some context going in uh and then yeah, just the fact that like maybe maybe we could help like 1% with like help getting him elected um in in an election where like if you if you have like 500 votes that could like change the outcome for you. 
like 500 more votes. So, so it's like all these little things actually like help a lot. Um, so yeah, it's just like, yeah, all, that, all for that. It's, it's, it's awesome how like, you know, people are like real people. And I mean, that sounds dumb, but just to give an example, when I was studying for my solar uh, exams, I, uh, for like electrical exams for solar industry, um, I was reading this book and it's like a textbook. And then it was like, at the end, it like had a phone number of like the person who wrote this, that's like famous in solar circles uh, with like, if you see any mistakes and I was like, oh, this problem's not working for me. I think I see a mistake, gave the number a call just for kicks. And the person answered, like the person who wrote the book is like, hi. And I was like, uh, uh. Also, like doubly embarrassing because when I finally stopped stuttering, like I told him what the issue was, and then he was like, "No, you're wrong. This is what you did wrong." And I was like, "Wow, you're so right." <laughs> he's like, "He's like, I wrote the textbook." <laughs> yeah. It was so embarrassing. I just, I just like said thank you and hung up. I didn't lose the name. I almost changed phone numbers. <laughs> He actually, he actually puts his phone number there to tell people how wrong they are. Then <laughs> uh, um, we have, we have uh, like 10, 15 minutes. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I, I mean, I guess I'll just, uh, just say one more thing about rank pick just to just to complete the circle there. Um, so uh, a question that might be on some people's minds would be why would anyone uh, in a crowd just rank my photos? Um, you know, I don't go around ranking people's photos for free all day. Uh, and kind of the incentive is going to be, or is currently uh, that when you upload photos uh, in a test, you start off with zero credits, um, but you need credits to quote unquote pay people uh, to rank your test. So every time someone ranks your test, you pay them a credit. Uh, and in order to get credits, you know, you need to rank other people's tests. I love that. Yeah, so everyone's kind of going around ranking each other's photos. Um, and when you see other people's photos, you can kind of also leave them suggestions on how to improve their photos, which is kind of, you know, related to how you see all these people improving their photos uh, throughout the week or over the months. Um, with kind of pre-made tags. So um, that's that's the full picture of the app. No more rank pick talk. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, is there anything y'all wanted to talk about? The, the one question I did want to ask when we were talking about community, I know we were jumping everywhere right now, but that, I guess that's how it goes was when you were exploring all these different cultures, solo backpacking through Latin America and other places, something that's been on my mind recently is about how cultures and people of all different nations all around the world are very similar yet different. And something that I'm kind of curious on is when you were exploring, what were some things that might've stood out to you in some of the cultures that were, I just want to learn more about culture, to be honest. And I don't know even where to ask because I don't, I live in a box, right? Like I, I don't, I haven't traveled in a while. I just want to live through you right now for two minutes. All right, let me start. I'm gonna say your box looks very beautiful based on that background. I, very Photoshop, Photoshop. Uh, oh, well, well done. Um, I so kind of one thing that that stuck out to me in my travels that I really remember uh, regarding culture is uh, that fa. 
Um, that's a little, a little weird, but pho is actually a breakfast food. I don't know if y'all knew that. The um, Vietnamese noodle dish? It's noodle dish. Really? Uh, so at like 7 a.m., um, you have these kind of old Vietnamese grandmas with a giant pot of noodles, uh, like just feeding all these construction workers and you, whoever else happens to be around office workers. And like everyone sits on these like tiny, like kindergarten plastic chairs, like, like tiny, like my butt barely fit in it. And like when I got up, chair was still on my butt type chairs. And everyone's just like quietly eating their pho uh, at like 7am and it's beautiful. And I just think like some of these cultural translations get lost when we bring the food to America. Um, and on the one hand, it's amazing that we have this food here. And on the other hand, uh, you know, even though we have the food here, there's just so much subtext and context to the foods in other locations that I think makes traveling, especially if you love food, uh, just so wonderful. Wow, I want pho for breakfast now. <laughs> that's that's funny because I've I've been to Vietnam twice and I did not know that. Like I just I just ate pho for breakfast, lunch, and dinner <laughs> when I was there. <laughs> um, but that is a uh, that is my favorite thing about uh, Asia. I love Asian food. I, I grew up on Asian food. My mom was kind of like a single working mother. So I went to Chinese food every day. And uh, people here, um, cough, my girlfriend, are all like, you know, you had Asian food yesterday. Like, are you going to eat, you know, Chinese or Japanese again today? And when I was there, I could just, it was food. And that's just, it was all food. And I could just eat it every day. And I was so happy. <laughs> haters gonna hate right Ugh. just gonna hate man yeah hey you you live your life don't let don't <laughs> let people tell you how to live your life yeah you live your life boo no, I'm just yeah. every day uh, yeah ben ben i'm curious if if there was a particular location that um that like for people is not somewhere it's not like the expected place to go but like was there was there anywhere that like really captured your heart um yeah. Uh, so city-wise, uh, Hanoi was just amazing. I mean, that's where I had that uh, experience. I spent uh, a month plus in Vietnam, and Hanoi was my favorite. Um, and uh, about two or three months in Southeast Asia, and Hanoi was my favorite over the whole area. Uh, and it it's just this kind of perfect uh, sweet spot where you have kind of the young kids with well everyone with their phones but the young kids really growing up with their phones technology first and you have kind of other people in more traditional like old school jobs like uh you know you see people walking on the street with their rice hats carrying uh you know rice and like uh, i actually don't know what um that thing is called but like the stick with the two kind of uh kind of like oh scales. my gosh yes i don't know what those are called just, but... juxtaposition of that is, is amazing um you, you really mm -hmm. still feel that there's culture there um that hasn't been totally desecrated by tourists and tourism um, and and yes i know that i was a tourist and doing my part to desecrate it but you know i can't i can't fix that hey you're uh 
you're there uh, contributing to the local economy and you're also appreciating the culture. I'm sure, I'm sure you're respectful, so you good. Um, and my, my follow-up question is, where are you going next? Uh, if everything, you know, if the stars align, I'm going to be working remote from New Zealand for the month of February, um, which I'm really excited about. Okay. It's almost for forever. That's amazing. So do you just like ask your work? You're like, hey, in February, I'm at work, but I'm going to be in a bit of a different time zone. Or do you even tell them? Uh, no, I, I do tell them. Um, I... I, when I took the job, one of the big things was uh, being able to work remote. I, I was interviewing for this job when I was uh, in Israel for two months, um, kind of working from there at my previous job. So it, this was very important to me. Yeah. And uh, my best friend is doing a residency exchange program in New Zealand. And I we've been talking about it for four years. It's on my bucket list of places to go. Just it just has to happen. Oh, I love it. Ah, that's so cool. Y'all should come. Remote podcast. It's a write-off. It's a write-off. <laughs> <laughs> so write-off. Yeah, you need you need income to have a write-off. <laughs> so true. Everyone keeps telling me like, yeah, rank pick you, you incorporated it to write up now, like all your expenses. And like, I, I make no money. It's just, am <laughs> <laughs> I writing off against? <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That's really funny. And you only get 25% back too, let's be honest, pretty much. Yeah. Oh man, I'm losing money in so many areas of my life right now. Like write offs just ain't going to cut it. Yeah, we're we're losing money for this podcast as well, and uh, yeah, I think I think there was a point where I was like, where I was like, you know what, I will I will have a podcast budget because because I I just really enjoy doing it and and it'll be it'll be cool to like see where this goes if we do it consistently, um and like yeah we're having fun with it so so it's like you know some some people uh, eat at nice restaurants and some people have a have a podcast habit but yeah um, some people you know buy a sh- ton of supplies for like wood projects yeah yeah seriously yeah it's the diy the diy and that's we're in the builder phase you gotta build you can't oh yeah builders. yeah oh yeah to um, the and uh the the one question we like to ask our guests is do you have any words of wisdom any parting thoughts? Um, I think just, you know, be be open and be kind. And uh, I'm constantly surprised uh, by how far just being open and being kind gets you in life. So I, I hope everyone, including me, can do a little bit more of those too. And uh, that's that's all I got. I love it. And also, what is like the website that people can go to for anything you'd like to advertise for? And I'd suspect rank pick would be that. Uh, yeah. So um, www.rankpick.app is the website. You can also just find rank pick on the Android store or iOS store. Um, download it. Uh, if you're feeling particularly generous, give me a review that uh, is very helpful. And uh, most importantly, I hope it 
is helpful just to y'all as uh, users. And if not, let me know how I can improve it. There we are. There we are. Rank pick, R-A-N-K-P-I-C. Exactly. R-A-N-K-P-I-C. Awesome. And with that, everybody, hopefully you heard something here for the first time. If not, that's impressive. And we're going to go on from there. So, Mr. Ben Goldberg, thank you so much, man, for coming on the podcast. It's really, really so cool randomly. It was just amazing to get to know you and have you on. Yeah, thank you all so much for having me. It was a good time. I would recommend to everyone to go on a podcast. Be open. (laughs) Be open, be kind, and go explore and build some stuff. So this is, again, everybody, the Moon Tea Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about craft, community, and building meaningful careers. We're here. We talk. We bring on random guests. If you know of anybody that you think would be interested in joining, please you can reach us anytime at moonteapodcast at gmail.com. With that, take it easy, be kind, be open, be amazing, and tune in next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.